Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Monday, January 28. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I am Japheth de Oliveira. And uh, let me pray. Good. I, I thought sounds... for a second there, it was like you were going to do something and then I No, I, I was I just going to sit here and stare blankly at you. Yeah, okay. Until you pray. <laughs> let me pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for all that you have called us to. I want to thank you for this passage as we read it again and uh, for fresh insight, fresh understanding. I want to thank you for the opportunities we have, Lord, to reflect on this and for, uh, Lord, as we we actually process it as a famous passage, uh, one that we've uh, heard many times, maybe when we see something new that we can uh, change the way that we are in our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Reading from 1 Corinthians 13, New Living Translation, the NLT today. Love is the greatest is the subheading. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. And that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. That's good. You read the whole passage. I was about to cut you off before verse 13. Really? That's the best. That's <laughs> I know, I know. I was like. Uh, what everybody goes through all the rest of To get for. to verse 13. Yeah. I know. I know. Actually, no, I, I really did enjoy this version. Yeah, it's a nice version. And, uh, and as you were reading it, um, I was thinking to myself, well... Really, would you? Is it true? I mean, why? If, because it was naming all things that you do. No, no, no. Like no, love is not. And you're like, no, are you no, sure it's not? Because no, I'm pretty sure no, it I is. Th- no, I was, <laughs> no, I was thinking of that the first section up here. Like, I mean, if I had the gift of prophecy, if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge. Well, doesn't it feel right? also like if you yeah, I mean, were Paul's, all these things, you would have love, though? Paul's really pushing hard here. It's like if you were God <laughs> and you didn't have love, you'd be useless. <laughs> Uh, it's really fantastic. It is really fantastic. He's he's obviously he's pushing very hard to say that love is the essence of it all. Well, and, I, and as I read it, what as I you read find it, find so. confusing about that though is okay. Like if I gave everything I had to the poor 
and even sacrificed my body, but didn't have love. Does that mean that love is just this feeling that we have? Because other times people argue that it is an action, that love is doing things. But here, this individual would be doing things, i.e. giving all of their possessions to the poor, giving their body to be destroyed. Yeah. So is it just that they don't, I don't know, in their head have that feeling of I think it's love the motive, right? It's the motive I know, but that, that's that. what I think. Motives are so... Suspicious. Well, they're just so fuzzy. Yeah, It's, it's hard true. to know what your own motives are. It's definitely impossible to know what other people's motives are. Well, Paul and says I don't even know if people's well. motives matter. Like, ultimately, if I'm starving on the street or whatever, I don't care what somebody's motive is. Yeah, I true. only care what they do. Unless the sandwiches are not really good. Well... It, no, no, I'm kidding. Someone I, can I have do, a very I, good look, motive I, and give you a lousy sandwich or no, vice I, versa. I, I really do agree. I really do agree that uh, it, that's what you feel when you're receiving it, right? Yeah. And I think, however, um, if we can if we can address people's motives and help them with their motives and, and people can actually be reflective enough to think about their motives, it maybe could change the way that we actually behave towards each other. It feels like the more that you think about things like your motives, the more of a problem they become. Oh, no. You don't think so? No, oh, no, no. I'm what? just thinking, look at the question. Oh, what is it? Let's hear about what it. What well-intentioned good things have you done that upon reflection maybe were done from a base, were done, again. Weren't done from weren't a base done of love. Weren't done from a base of love. Why do you think it's so easy to do good things for reasons other than love? Motives. Well, no, obligation. Well. I mean, there are a lot of reasons that you might do things that have nothing to do with love. This is a question about motivation. Well. Kind of, yeah, yes, I guess. Yes, I know. How ironic. But again, I don't understand what is the problem with having a motivation that, for instance, is a sense okay. of duty, not love, but a sense of duty. Why I is think, that a bad I thing? Because, I don't understand. I think because it doesn't feel good to have... I Who mean, cares whether it feels good? You did the thing and it had a good outcome. It doesn't matter. I think all this needing to feel good all the time about everything that you do is really? 90% of what's wrong with everything. <sighs> I think that you feeling that was just a. I think you feeling this way about everybody, feeling that they need to feel this way is about ninety five percent of the time is wrong. Am I supposed to be checking my feelings all the time of thinking, hmm, what am I feeling now? Am I feeling because I actually was taught the opposite of this that if you want to be happy, you don't don't ever check in with yourself about how you feel all the time. It's not a a wise way to be. But and it's yet, better to just do things and, yet actually, and throw uh, yourself into work that is meaningful and you don't have to worry about how you ethic. feel. Well, sure. Yeah. That is what I am after uh, all. That is. And, and what was it last week? The definition of uh, if we had a characteristic, a word. To just, grim. Grim. Yeah. <laughs> I don't combined, understand your point. Combined together with a good Protestant work ethic yes, and grim. Well, people get an idea of what they're dealing with here. <laughs> Well, a look, lot I think, of people in this country. <laughs> it's not just me. No, I know, I know. Look, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think that. Uh, I mean, I think that uh, there are there are times when I don't know. Maybe it does matter actually uh, how people, the reason why people do things for us, or the reason why we do things for other people. I think it does matter. I think people actually want to know. I mean, truth is, let me give you one example that I know for sure. And I've said this to people, when we, when we as, a, as a community, as a church, when we are actively engaged in knowing and doing things for others, 
if we do it because the only motive, right, is so that they will like know about who we are, know about, you know, God that we love and serve, and then hopefully that they will actually join our community and become part of our church, but we don't truly actually love them. That actually comes through. I know, but I mean, come so on. Motive I is don't important. truly actually love most people. Nobody does. I think it depends um, on how we define love. If yeah. I define if I define the people that I love, yeah. who are a very small group of people, it would be people. Am I where, in that group? Listen, <laughs> I would feel a really great sense of loss if those people were no longer in my life. Okay. I, now I most people don't like fit this. into that category, of course. So are we really expected to have this deep love for every Joe on the street, every neighbor, every person who ambles by the church? I mean, of course we don't love them if what we mean by love is what I just said. Mm. Now, if we mean something else. It's like love ends up being one of those words that has too many definitions. It's impossible to know what anybody's even talking about. So I don't know what anybody even means when they say we're supposed to love everybody. I actually don't and, know and that. This, and this is what the difficulty is when we've watered love down to um, to this kind of like generic level where it's like, hey, hello, love, or how well, you doing? Well, no, but I mean, that isn't watered down because what I just said is that it's actually watered up. There's only a very few people that make the cut. If it were watered down, then I could easily say that I loved everybody. No, everybody that, I see, everybody that, I meet. I'm saying that because there's so many definitions of it yeah. is that it is used widely in that way. Yes, that's true. And so then it is watered down. But I agree with you that the way that you understand it is that there is a, a small circle of this deep connection of, you know, love is patient and kind and so on. However, what if what if there were a way to actually love in this way any person? Is that possible? Well, being patient and kind, sure. And then what does your motivation then have to do with it? Your motivation has to be that you look at humanity in this way, no matter okay. who they are. That's, that's a tall order. So, mm, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I let's pause right there because this actually, I think, will be expanded all week as we look at this. And uh, and let me uh, let me just repeat the question one more time: What well-intentioned good things have you done that, upon reflection, maybe weren't done from a base of love? Why do you think it's so easy to do good things for reasons other than love? Hmm. Think about that. Talk about it with your friends and uh, your loved ones. Look after each other and live love. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.